What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 148 of the Justin Insight Podcast, a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. Uh, I hope everyone is tr- doing their best not to go completely insane during uh, what is this mad time during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I myself uh, are going a little bit crazy. I feel like every day is a bit like Groundhog Day at the moment, so... Yeah, that's kind of part of the reason why there was no episode last week. Um, one, all my equipment is just being bollocks as I record this intro right now. It's about the third time my laptop's decided to die on me. So, um, yeah, that hasn't been the easiest of things to, to keep this going. Also, uh, wasn't in the greatest of headspaces, so just thought... We'll give it a rest for a week. I've got the interviews sort of in the bag lined up. Um, so, yeah, there was no, like, everyone's stuck indoors at the moment. We've got time to kill, essentially. So I didn't want to kind of rush things out just for the sake of rushing it out. But here we are. We're back. Episode 148. Um, yeah, it is what it is at the moment. Um, just to kind of... a uh, for total transparency, I've got five interviews that are recorded. Um, once all five of those are done, maybe there may be one more. I'm undecided yet to see how things go at the moment. But I will be taking a little bit of a break purely because I want this to be the best quality product that it can be. And with the laptop that I'm using at the moment, it's just not enabling me to do that. It's cutting out on recordings. Uh, it's just being a piece of shit, basically. So um, once my finances kind of get back to normality in some shape or form, then I'll be investing in a new laptop and things will hopefully kind of go back to normality for the show as well. I know I said when all this sort of coronavirus stuff started that I wanted to carry this on as much as possible and that is still very much the case but if there's something weighing you down like a ton of shit and it doesn't allow you to do that then it's pretty hard um so yeah as I say there'll be about five or six more episodes hopefully by that point things will have gone back to normal and I will have have new laptop new microphone and you won't even notice a blip but if that does happen, then this is the reason why. I want to give you the best podcast I possibly can. And currently, I'm struggling to do that through no fault of my anyone else's fault but my own because I have shit equipment and I'm cheap as fuck. Um, but hey, that's life. And we go on with it. Um, anyway, uh, as I say, we've got a couple of episodes lined up. And the first one that I'm going to be bringing to you is is this one here, 148. And uh, I had a brilliant chat with uh, Louise McPhail and Chris McFadden, who are the founding members of uh, Indie Punk's Prima Queen. Uh, managed to get both of them on the line. So this was a bit bit of an old school episode in, in those aspects that I had two guests. Um, there is a little bit of uh, a chunk of the audio where it kind of goes missing, but that's just because there's an overlap in the three of us talking. Um, and you can kind of hear Louise sort of say, are you still there sort of thing? But 
again i'm working with what i've got at the moment and the situation we're in at the moment obviously can't do these face to face um but apart from that everything else is goes absolutely fine um we talk about how the the two of them met through sort of uni and kind of have become a, a sort of like a pairing and almost a, a marriage in some aspects um how uh Kristen obviously came over from from the states and how uh for louise her kind of interest was peaked when when her first show was going to see taylor swift um that along with obviously so much more and kind of getting into how prima queen is what it is now so yeah really enjoyed having this chat with with the two of them um hope you do as well so please sit back enjoy the chat that i have with louise and Kristen, and i'll see you on the other side Joining me this week on the Justin and Soap podcast, uh, founding members of indie rockers Prima Queen, uh, Kristen McFadden and Louise McPhail. Uh, how are we both in this time of lockdown that is currently upon us? Good bit weird, but okay so far. <laughs> yeah. We are hanging in there the best we can. Yeah, I think that's kind of... The general consensus at the moment is everyone's just sort of bunkered down and, and surviving, so to say. Yeah, yeah. Missing seeing Kristen. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we can't see each other anymore, so that's hard. At first we were like, oh, well, maybe we could, like, you know, um, try to use this time to get together and stuff. But, yeah, now that we can't leave the house anymore, yeah, um, it's a bit hard, so... We're just yeah, we're we're staying positive though, and like doing de- making demos and writing stuff, and just like sending them to each other. Yeah, um, we're quite used to doing that. Well, I was, <laughs> anyway. I was gonna we'll get into that in a in a bit, but I'm guessing it's not a completely unfamiliar process for for you two. No, we're kind of seasoned <laughs> in the whole, like long distance from each other thing. Yeah. It's weird because. Before- we were just like one road away but it still feels so far yeah well as i said the show is called justin insight i like to always take my guests back to their their roots and origins so i guess because i've got the two of you here might be a little bit of a conversation of one of you and then kind of going to the other just so we get a fair fair punch of both sort of thing so uh louise if i start with yourself what was your kind of introduction to to alternative music what kind of got you into sort of listening to music in your younger years um it's probably the moment that i realized that i wanted to do music it was quite maybe a bit embarrassing <laughs> but was at um at a concert at where sorry and it was like a taylor swift concert oh, okay and i was like oh my taylor swift um, concert <laughs> oh no And I was like, oh, I don't know if this WhatsApp is working out. Can you hear me? It's cutting out a little bit. Hello. Oh no. Oh, I hear you. Hello, hello, hello. Oh hi. I can There's hear you now. Yeah, it was just, it's just cutting out a little bit. Okay. Hi, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, probably at, I was at a Taylor Swift concert and it was like the first big concert I went to and I was like, oh my God, um, that would actually be really fun to do. And then, but I couldn't sing or play guitar. So I was like, oh, I just need to try and learn how to do those things. Okay. Um, yeah. So had you kind of had any kind of interest in sort of wanting to pursue music before that or, or was that kind of the light bulb moment? I think, well, I played guitar since I was like eight years old. Right. Um, but I'd never really seen kind of a, I'd never been to, um, like been to a proper concert or seen a woman do it. I guess I'd only really been aware of like um, lots of male bands. And then I saw her do it and I was like, oh my God, maybe I could do that. Right, um, okay. But yeah, I didn't have any of the skills yet, but I definitely just wanted to do it. Yeah. How about yourself, Kristen? What was your kind of like first foray into music? Um, my so my dad taught me guitar from when I was I was really young. He actually um, have you ever seen the movie uh, Miss Doubtfire? Yes. Yeah. So we had like a thing where to encourage me to play, he'd like dress up like in funny costumes. Oh, like, okay. Knock on our door and act like he was my guitar teacher and that was kind of like our bonding oh that's adorable um, that's so good so we used to yeah he, he taught me from like when i was like four or something um and i used to play for like my kindergarten class um and i think like that so i, I kind of didn't i don't know i just thought it was something that i did with my dad i didn't really think like about um about it too much until i was a bit older and we're part of this like um church called it's like a unitarian universalist church for like kind of like hippie liberals in america and um my dad always performed there a lot and he was he was practicing for um a performance there and i was like dad you're singing the song wrong and he's like okay then you tried to do it and then so then i sang i sang it and he was like oh, okay maybe actually you should do it so <laughs> um that's kind of how we i started singing and playing guitar it was like uh through, through my church and they were um, really supportive of, supportive of me from mm. like a young age so that kind of fostered kind of my love for performing yeah and doing it there in terms <laughs> of kind of like musical instruments was it both like for both of you was it guitar that you were always drawn to or did you kind of dabble in in other instruments before kind of settling on on guitar um I think yeah for me it was guitar I like moved schools when when I was eight and then I didn't have I didn't ha remember not having any friends at my school because I just moved there and going home and I was like dad all the cool kids like having guitar lessons but I wasn't really about learning guitar it was just that I wanted to like join in with them yeah <laughs> I'd having guitar lessons <laughs> to try and make friends at the school Oh, I didn't know that, Louise. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I took piano lessons, but I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't very committed to it. My sister was always much better at me than, uh, than, uh, than I was. Um, so, I, yeah, I wasn't. And then um, I, I was really into playing the violin okay. from a young age. I was, um, yeah, yeah, I played violin for like six years, six or seven years. Yeah. So, so what was it for for both of you? I, I guess Louise is a bit different because you said you didn't really necessarily want to play the guitar, but you wanted to make make friends that way, sort of thing. But but what was it that kind of in the end, sort of I guess, drew you both to the guitar and kind of that was the instrument that you've settled with now, and obviously is kind of 
a big part of what you're doing now? Um, I think for me it was like less about initially it was like less about the guitar and more I'd started writing songs and it was more kind of just like a vehicle to write songs on. Okay. But probably until like maybe late teens that I realised that I really liked playing guitar. But yeah, it was just kind of a way to start writing songs. Mm. Uh, and then for for me, I think because like so I I played violin for like yeah like for six years or whatever and my parents are quite work uh uh because they're paying for all my lessons and stuff they they're quite strict about how much I need to practice every day and it was and you know classical violin is like a bit more intense I think guitar was always like my kind of the fun instrument okay. and I think maybe that's why it stuck a bit more because I yeah it was just something that wasn't uh yeah it wasn't wasn't so serious and i didn't feel like i had to be like a virtuoso or whatever at it could just like i just pick it up and yeah so i think it's that's why it stuck more because and then yeah when i wanted to i realized i wanted to write songs and all of that and um suited that yeah and in terms of kind of like music that you were sort of like listening to when you you were growing up like louise again you said obviously going to that taylor swift concert was sort of a, a bit of a light bulb moment but what other kind of like artists <laughs> were you sort of going to when you were younger sort of I, I guess kind of maybe first discovering sort of playing the guitar and things were, were, were you taking kind of inspiration from any art, artists or was it any particular kind of guitar music that you were drawn to at all um I remember really being into Shania Twain okay um I feel like when you're younger, a lot of your music taste, I guess before you're like a teenager, comes from your parents. Yeah. And I remember list, like a lot of it being, um, uh, can't remember, like Van Morrison and um, I can't remember any now. But I remember <laughs> being in the car and I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. Aww. Getting really into that. That's like quite in- interesting because, like, I, 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 I would say, for me, it was it was the Dixie Chicks. Right. I, I just would play like that was like why, yeah, those were like the first songs I sang and played the guitar, and like I just wanted to like play through the whole album, like learn every single song off those records. So it's funny that it's like both kind of country music for both Louise and I because we don't, I don't think we think of our music as country but somebody recently said oh yeah you're, you guys are really country and we're like what <laughs> <laughs> no we're not I guess we're like oh <laughs> both really like into um yeah like focused on I guess what the song is and yeah. with um if you're like learning to play guitar uh like a lot of country music all of the songs are amazing songs but they quite often have really simple chords structures so that yeah. you're learning guitar, they're like quite easy, easy as For sure, yeah. And in terms of kind of, I guess, a bit more in tune of what you're sort of like playing now, so to say, like, what kind of like music were you sort of like listening to and taking influence from to what would eventually form Prima Queen? Um. Rilo Kylie was like one of the we we when we were first kind of uh, forming the band Louise and I, Louise sent me a portion for Foxes okay. and I had never heard them before, 
and she was like, I love this song. And I just like, fell in love with that song. And we're like, this is like the sound we would really like to have. I don't know. That's like the one that, one of the first songs that we're like, oh yeah, this like feels really right. Like that kind of indie guitar, but like with the like really um, like interesting story line lyric kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like when we first, when we first met, we had quite different, like similar, but quite different tastes or like styles mm-hmm. that I think become more merged as we've like played together like now we write in a well i guess we, we have our different ways of writing but we're used to writing together like uh-huh. showing me more like alanis morissette and um, i guess more like more rocky uh-huh. and then i remember we listened to like the staves a bit and yeah and like heim uh-huh. yeah I think you were a bit more folky when we first met, and I was like even, I was in the rock phase. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm still in. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so then, just to to go back again a little bit, obviously Louise, you mentioned that obviously sort of starting to write songs and and sort of the guitar being a vehicle for for being able to do that and things like that. So. For for you, when you were sort of like starting to discover, I guess your musical voice, so to say, like what kind of things were you like? I guess more stylistically, like were you writing towards? Was it that more sort of folky edge, or were you just kind of putting ideas on paper and seeing how things went? Um, yeah, I guess it was more. They were just like. Um... As in, was it a choice to be folky or... No, 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 what, that's what, what I mean. Was that something that you were going for or did you kind of have an idea in mind when you were starting out what you wanted to kind of pursue? I think not really. I feel like I just felt like I wanted to write down, like I saw them more as stories. And I was listening to a lot of, like, Laura Marley and Ben Howard. Right. Um, so I feel like it just kind of... I remember wanting to be thinking like oh it'd be great if this song could be like really rocky or like could make people dance but I just didn't I was quite like just strummy on the guitar and it was really acoustic guitar then so I didn't yeah I feel like it just kind of popped out that way <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how to make it not that makes sense and then Kristen for yourself obviously <clears throat> growing up in in the states so to say of yeah. I don't want to kind of make the the cliche, but I think a lot of people who are kind of in your sort of style of music have come from that sort of, I guess, folk country kind of scene and things. So, what was it kind? Of, what were your sort of musical influences when you were growing up, and and what sort of were you surrounded by music? What was that kind of situation like? Yeah. So, like I said, my my dad is a musician. He was. Um, in a band, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't a very professional band. It was just like a it was, like, it was called the Fam Jam, okay. and it was a bunch of families that had um, parents that wanted to play music, okay. and we they made up like they met up like every month, and it was like a potluck, and they'd play like all like classic rock oldies. So like yeah, like Van Morrison, the Eagles. Um, uh what other things uh like uh rolling stones like uh, all this kind of like dad dad music yeah um so i just like grew up from 
for years and years just hearing those songs over and over again. Like when I heard the original, I was like, wait, they're playing it wrong. That's not how, <laughs> not how they play it. Um, so yeah, I think that was like, just like being around, that was really influential um, uh, as like, yeah, I think those like classic rock albums. But I feel like I didn't really, I think Louise, when I met, I've, I've been thinking about this, like when Louise and I met, yeah, we both played uh, acoustic guitar and Louise really influenced me to play electric guitar because I was just like so comfortable playing acoustic because that was it. I, was, I think I was a bit more singer songwriter y yeah. as well. Um, and Louise had an electric guitar, so we, we used to like one. <laughs> we, we just had one and we passed it back and forth like at our first gigs. And I never really, yeah, and I mean, my dad had been playing electric for ages, but. I think I needed, like, another girl to be like, no, this is cool, this is what, like, and then I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I want to play electric. Um, so, I think I needed to, Louise to kind of say that this is okay, because I think I've seen my dad and, like, his male friends, like, doing that kind of stuff for a while, but I I think I still thought, like, I still put myself in a, another place, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then, in terms of you coming to and obviously now living in the UK, was it, was that something that you'd always kind of had on your mind growing up or was it just a chance opportunity came through education and you've, you've stuck around? How, how has that all come about? Yeah, no, I, I don't, I never thought that I'd move here. Though when, when I was home last, I was like going through my basement and I found this like old, um, like one of those diaries that like are kind of made for you and it asks you questions and one was like I would like to live blank uh, where would I want to live for a year and it was like I want to live in London I thought that was kind of funny but I never really like yeah where was that from? what? where was that from? when was it from? yeah it was from when I was like six or seven like I couldn't even like spell it was funny I was like I didn't know that I actually thought about that before but no, I just came because um, I, I um, somebody told me, I was like on my second year of uni back home in the States, somebody was like, oh, like, I don't care where you go, but you need to go abroad, like, it will change your change your life if you're able to do it, like, do a study abroad, and I never really thought about it before, and then I kind of was having a rough year, my third year, and I was like, screw it, I, I need to go somewhere, I don't care where, and I was like, well, London would be fun, I know they have good music, so I just, yeah, I just decided, like, kind of spur of the moment, I was too late to do, like, an official study abroad thing, so I just enrolled on, like, a songwriting course to, in, as a way to, like, meet people and just, like, have a new experience. Um, and, yeah, that's where I met Louise. And then, yeah, since we became such good friends and songwriting buddies, uh, it was really sad when I had to leave. So I was like, look, I will come back. It was, like, quite dramatic. <laughs> and I was, like, crying. And then she's like, oh, you have to come back. And so, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, we were, like, plotting about it for ages. We were going to have... Um we were like, decided that we found out that we could both go to Goldsmiths because I was going to go do my undergrad yeah. and did her masters but we were like we thought that we were going to have to get married or something <laughs> for one year so we were like literally quite seriously looking into all the legal side of it how um, proved that like we were in love and we were getting married and it wasn't we were in the back but then um, out in the end we didn't get married 
mean, if you did, that'd be one hell of a story to tell band-wise, wouldn't it? I know. All right. Don't kind of give us away because yeah, <laughs> illegal. So catch-22 kind of situation. <laughs> but I was able to get um, uh, EU citizenship before this whole Brexit situation. But yeah, I'm a Hungarian citizen now because of my grandpa. So okay. Yeah kind of found a loophole so then obviously in terms of kind of before the the pair of you met and obviously formed prima queen like and you were saying you individually both kind of doing writing music and and so on and so forth but had you either done sort of bands before or were you always kind of just doing stuff on your own beforehand um well so I'd been when I because so Kristen joined the course before, um, like halfway through the year. So I'd been there for like a few months before she'd arrived, right? And was like desperate to start an all-female band, and had been kind of like asking anyone, like, "Would you want to be in my band? I want to start it." And then tried it with a few different people, and it just didn't work out. So then when I heard Kristen was coming, I was like, "She's gonna be the one." <laughs> they sent a video of her playing just on our kind of group chat of students being, and I remember being like to my friends like oh yeah she's going to be the one that's going to be in the band with me had <laughs> <laughs> it all planned out in my head so funny but but in terms of like your sort of musical development had you had you been in bands prior or is, or is this kind of like your first quote unquote band um, yeah, I guess we've just both been doing our own thing, like playing as kind of solo. Yeah, I've never really been in yeah official band before. No, so I like I think we've played with other people before and like little side things, but yeah. yeah, nothing like this is our band and we're gonna do it. Yeah, no. So what what kind of made you want to do it as a band then, rather than I guess being two two singers just and again without it sounding completely stereotypical but like two singers with acoustic guitars what was the the premise of wanting to do it as a band <clears throat> I, uh, I think it's just because like who we looked up to like and like i guess because louise I, I don't know you have to answer for yourself you why you wanted to have a band but i think like that our style developed because of our influences and like we were making loads of playlists of like you know trying to solidify what our sound was going to be and that was more suited to a band rather than like what we were actually doing at the time right. so i think that allowed us to evolve um yeah i think now we always talk about like i don't know how people would want to do it on their own because it's such a lot of work and um like the admin side of it and like doing gigs and kind of like arranging band rehearsals i guess this is more like of a question why we would want to be like in a partnership with each other but <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's just like a lot nicer having that kind of like companion to do it with and every time you're like oh this is really hard um the other one kind of like pumps you up a bit. yeah yeah no that's cool <laughs> and then in terms of kind of like i guess bringing in the other members as, as you said like Kristen you always kind of wanted it to be the a band of all women sort of thing so was that 
I, I don't know because I guess maybe you were surrounded by musicians. It was maybe a bit easier, but was it quite difficult to to get all the pieces of the puzzle together, or did it come together quite quickly? <laughs> well, we used to play with two guys. Okay. Um, it was it was Louise that was the one that um was uh, was trying to make a girl band before right. oh, I sorry, came. My apologies. No, no, it's okay. I um, but yeah, we we didn't. Yeah, we couldn't find the right people, and we had two guys that we were good friends with, and so we're like, oh, they'll do it for now. We just <laughs> in wigs. We, they they wore wigs the first gig, and then we said they didn't have to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, but then I had to go back, like um, for a year, you know, when I left. So, and then when I came back, we kind of did like a real little revamp of the band because everybody was kind of in different places and doing other things. So. Yeah, that's when we found our lovely ladies that we play with now. Okay, cool. We did have a boy, though, um, at the beginning of that, when Christine came. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's actually, I live with him now, he's actually just downstairs. <laughs> but we kicked him out. Um, <laughs> we wanted it to be all women. We were like, yeah, it might as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Three other lovely ladies. So then... Now that you've kind of got the the final pieces, I guess, so, so to say, and, and you're sort of writing music, you're going out gigging and things like that, like, when, I guess, the, the wheels were in motion, did you kind of have a specific sound that you wanted to go for? Because you said, like, having playlists and stuff and, and the inspirations you were kind of taking from, but obviously every band wants to have their own sort of input into a, into a world, so, like... What was the kind of vibe that you wanted Prima Queen to kind of come out sounding like? Like the artist or like kind of the, just the kind of the sound? Yeah, just like what was the general sort of like vibe and sound that you wanted the the band to portray? I guess like really guitar driven, but with all the like people that we listen to. Well, I'd say they were pretty much all women and, like, really, yeah, lyric-based with, like, nice harmonies, but then, yeah, really rocky at the same time. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah. And Soccer Mummy and... Yeah, kind of the the contrast between, like, really heavier distorted guitars and then, like, um, yeah, like, kind of having that female touch of, like, maybe either some softer singing but then i guess we are quite aggressive when we sing too yeah i mean <laughs> so i guess that's not like totally but yeah like uh yeah i think the contrast between those things don't have to be like or those things can go hand in hand yeah like softer yeah. singing and heavier guitars and but not that we're like that all the time um i think just having a mix of of all the things that we like, which is probably what everybody wants to do, which is quite hard. Um, and now we have Antonia, like, um, who plays saxophone, so it's like more of a kind of jazzy element mm. in that. Well, mm-hmm. Something that I was going to say, because like, obviously listening to the, the music that you do have out in the world at the moment, it's mm-hmm. obviously it's got that kind of like, as you said, the sort of distorted heavy guitars, but... There's, I don't know, there's sort of like lighter elements that make it perfect for a day like today when this, the sun is shining outside sort of thing. Mm. But then you kind of have those jazz elements that kind of completely wing it left field sort of thing. So 
I guess like when you're kind of putting the pieces together, like is that the the kind of the prima queen way? Is that everything's in the pot, nothing's at, left out? If that makes sense. Not to say that <laughs> it's messy, but like all ideas are taken into consideration. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we like usually start with just we'll like really solidify what our two parts are before mm. taking it to the band. Kind of simple, like have all of our harmonies and guitar parts, and then like kind of take it to them. Yeah. And see what they bring. And then, in terms of the the two of you sort of like working together, obviously being the sort of key songwriters, so to say, and obviously <coughs> previously mentioned that obviously having sort of sharing like demos and ideas through like WhatsApp voice notes and things like that, like. How do you feel that your relationship has kind of changed in the time that you've you've worked together, and how has it kind of, I guess, solidified the band in into that sort of what the sound is? Um, well, we're kind of like married now. It feels like <laughs> <laughs> our baby is our our baby is our band, and. Um, yeah, I think our just relationship has grown stronger over the years. I mean, we've always been so close, but, like, I think we're better now at, like, communicating and, like, learning. I think we know each other way better now and, like, the ways, the best ways to work together. And, um, yeah, I think that's really important for a band because, like, it, it can be, like, really, it can be really hard sometimes. Mm. And, um the fact that like our relationship is really strong like like yeah we're like really important to each other so i think that's yeah i think that's really important for a band because yeah a lot of bands break up because yeah. these things are really hard so i think having that strong relationship first and like figuring that out is really important and then in terms of kind of like coming up with sort of like song ideas and how like the final product kind of comes is it a case of like, like balancing between the two of you or w will one of you kind of come to the other with an idea and build from there or do you kind of go to each other with complete songs how how does the process work um it's usually like one of us will have um an idea for uh like kind of a, it's like someone kind of the story belongs to someone right and have like an idea of how they want it to go and then we'll work on it and then we'll take it to the other one and then we'll kind of work on it from there okay. but it's it's really good because i think um because usually because we know each other's story so well because like firstly we're best friends so we always know when the other ones if you're like not being fully honest in telling the story i guess so you'll be like oh is that really like what you thought happened and then it kind of makes <laughs> yeah. it stronger because you have it's you have someone kind of being like no that's not actually what happened that like, you need to say this and sort of it's hard to do when you're writing sometimes like when you're so in it you're kind of you're like oh that line's good enough or like oh like or you're just like it's hard to see it objectively so the other person kind of comes in and be like no no <laughs> that's really helpful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have cool. your best interest in mind <laughs> and i feel like it can be really hard writing with other people like i 
um, you have to really like trust the other person's opinion yeah. when you're writing a song because it's like you have this baby that um, you're like really emotionally attached to and when you're like working it on it with someone else it's like um, if you don't trust their opinion then it's really difficult but I feel like we both really value each other as songwriters so it works really well. That's cool and then in terms of kind of like you being sort of as an active band and going out on the road and things like that, where had you both previously been, I guess, solo artists, for lack of a better term, before this band? Was it a weird sensation kind of having to put those logistics together of like, oh, okay, well, we need to, we've written the, an EP, we now need to go out into the world and promote it, and we need to book tours and things like that like how have you kind of found that sort of side of things i think we we quite like it <laughs> i think we like thrive on the admin like we're quite excitable people so i think <laughs> i think we really hype each other up around it i think that's why it'd be really hard to do it by yourself because it's like we can do it together and we're yeah we find it quite fun i think most of the time yeah, we love admin a lot. <laughs> we love the emails. We love, yeah. We find everything quite exciting. I think it's like, yeah, yeah, we find it really fun. And But, I mean, like, in terms of kind of, like, going out on the, on the road, have you found sort of, like, being in a band dynamic different to, I guess, just, I, I don't know, picking up your guitar and going up on stage sort of thing, like... How have you kind of found that dynamic of being playing shows as a band changed? It's just so nice, like being part of um, like a unit, like a team. Hmm. So if, if you play a gig on your own, um, you can come off and it be really lonely. Right. But then when yeah, you go up as a group and it's just like a really nice experience to like share with a group of people. So do, yeah. do you find it's kind of a a bit easier I guess in some some aspects yeah I think so <clears throat> I mean there's definitely like yeah it's just I guess it's just different um <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know I haven't like played I don't think we've either played our own gigs in a long time so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough they're kind of a unit now yeah no that's fair enough um, and just before I kind of sort of wind things down and sort of let you get on with the, the rest of your day, like, obviously I know at the moment everything in the music industry seems to be cancelling and crumbling around us sort of thing, but obviously you guys do have an EP coming out soon. Have you sort of already started work on, on a potential full length? Have you kind of talked about potential tours in the future? What What's kind of in the pipeline for, for Prima Queen at the moment? We're, we're recording at the um we're like writing a lot of new songs at the moment and then gonna be hopefully recording them in the next couple of months when we get out of quarantine yeah and then hopefully some festivals if they're not all gone <laughs> yeah they're not all gone <laughs> we'll definitely be at green man hopefully if it's there if it's there yeah <laughs> um yeah it's kind of it's kind of uncertain at the moment just with all of this going on but yeah we're definitely going to be recording new ones um as for like a full-length album we definitely have enough songs 
it's just like what our strategy is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be the best for us. Cool. Really. Cool. But, yeah. And before I let you go, um, how I like to sort of round this off is to ask my guests what their favourite song is, but with a bit of a twist. Um, and obviously, as is the two of you can pick a song each, or you can combine, it's entirely up to you. Uh, but what is your favourite Prima Queen song that you'd like to play live, and why? Um, do we like have our? Do we do we have to confer? It's entirely up to you. Oh no, I think we should do our own. Don't yeah. Think. Okay. Um, let me think though. Uh, do you know yours, Louise? You still think thinking. Okay, I'm thinking as well. I mean, the first one that comes to my head is Eclipse for me. Um, I find it really fun to sing because, like, it's like it's kind of our. Um, uh, it's like the drums are really cool on it. It's yeah. like starts off really strong and um, it's like it's really fun. <laughs> and Louise has a sick guitar solo in it. Um, it was quite scary for me to si- I think for a while to sing that one because I felt really vulnerable <laughs> singing it. Um, uh, but then somebody told me that I need to sing like sing it louder, and and I, I shouldn't be so like apologetic when I sing it. So now it's way more fun to sing because I'm like, oh fuck it, <laughs> I'm just gonna go for it, <laughs> which has been freeing. So that's I think that was the first one that came into my head. So I'll just say that. Cool. <laughs> Louise, what about yourself? Um, my I really love playing that one. But my in a similar way to that, how that one is for Kristen, I really like playing one we have called Water and Oil. Yeah. So I felt like it was the first song where I sing that it's properly um, kind of a bit aggressive, I guess. Like it's really, I felt like you can really let go in it. And that was the first song I felt like I had to sing, which was like that. So yeah, probably that one. It's really fun to play as well. Rocky. And it has a bit in 7-8, so it's like, so yeah, that's fun to play. Perfect. Brilliant. Louise, Kristen, thank you very much for taking some time to have a little chat with me. Um, and hopefully, as I say, once we're out of quarantine, you'll be <laughs> doing all the festivals under the sun and we'll see you in the summer. Oh, thanks for having us. No. Quarantine. No. <laughs> Take care. Bye. 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 So there we have it, folks. Again, a massive thank you to Louise and Kristen for having a chat with me uh, during their quarantine time. Um, as always, you can check out what Prima Queen are doing on all their various social media platforms, which, as always, will be linked in the description of this podcast. Um, and as always, whether this is the first time you've listened or the 148th time you've listened to the Justin Insight podcast, if you could please leave a review rating share whatever just get this out into the world i really really appreciate it especially in what we're going on with at the moment um also you may have seen over on our twitter page um i'm kind of doing uh you might have seen them floating around at the moment these brackets of sort of different eras of bands uh being pitted off against each other rather than just simply choosing one i wanted i wanted to kind of put it to the vote so i've been doing that with uh hardcore bands from the the 2000s some of whom are obviously still around some of whom have gone by the wayside um 
but yeah just want more people to kind of join in on on that because it's been fun so far um i think we're by the time this will be out we'll be on about match seven um so join in the fun follow us on twitter which is just underscore and underscore insight um yeah and that's pretty much all i've got to say for for this week as i said got a few more chats lined up in the in the pipeline for the coming weeks so we will have a, a flow coming for the next couple of weeks which will i hope you will appreciate um we may take a break then as i've already explained but we'll wait and see anyway for now thank you again for stopping by the justin insight podcast and i'll see you soon 